Yeah, thank you for this place. And we rest in you. And I actually want to show us a picture of what we have access to and, and how we access it. Sometimes, um, you know, sometimes we look around at what's happening and we dive right in and sometimes we look around and we observe and sometimes we look around and we go, <laughs> that's weird. <laughs> All of the above are true. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I want to show us um, a little picture of this. Um, and in, in just a minute, I'm going to have Mo show that put some pictures up on the screen, but you can keep playing in the background. <laughs> and you guys can be anywhere you want. You can just stay right where you are. Um, but I'm going to tell a little story. Uh, I was down in, um, in Newport Beach, California, suffering for Jesus at the beach. And, uh, <laughs> and we were doing, I, I had... Um, a group of my interns, maybe four of my interns with me, and we were we were doing a, a number of healing meetings, kind of like we've been doing, the, I was going to say the last few days. I was just yesterday, actually. Doesn't it feel like that was a couple days long? <laughs> it seems, seems like it was to me. It seems like I've been here several days. But anyway, we were down there, and we, we had a, a series of meetings at five different places, and, you know, lots of you know, morning to night, lots of late nights and glory happening and, yeah, you know, people getting healed. Like, last night, a bunch of people got healed. Wasn't that fun? Yeah, and, and yesterday morning also. Um, and so there were a lot of healing meetings, but uh, and, and it was beautiful every day, but our days were full. And so Monday, we had the day off. And so you can have it on or off, I don't know. <laughs> you don't have to play. <laughs> there are angel choirs singing in the background right now. <laughs> uh, but anyway, <laughs> see how long I can stand. Um, so Monday we had the day off, and you know we it had been beautiful, beautiful weather like today, and you know so we all wanted to go to the beach, but. Our time was really busy, and so uh, we decided, okay, Monday we're having a blue sky day at the beach. We're gonna, we've got the whole day off. We're going to go to the beach. And, and so, Mo, if you, if you could get ready, if you could show that first picture. This is what happened when we went to the beach on Monday. <laughs> blue sky at the beach. You know, so um, I told my interns, I said, okay, this is your final exam. <laughs> I want you to change the weather. Now, I mean, some people can think that, you know, that's ridiculous, changing the weather. But, um, Jesus said that those who, who receive abundance of grace, have we received abundance of grace? Yes. And the gift of righteousness, have we received the gift of righteousness, shall reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. And, and when we, uh, we lived in, in Telluride, a mountain village in the mountains of Colorado, and we had a church there, and 
you know, my daughter Faith's here, and she was part of that church. And, and what happened was we had, uh, it's a ski resort, so people moved in and out all the time. And I remember we took pictures of our worship team, and like every year it was <laughs> different people, because you know, people just came and went. And so my wife and I just really wanted to take some people deeper, you know, because you get them for a short time. And so we started what we called a school of the spirit. And actually, Faith was in the first class of four people it started out with. But then, you know, more people came. And then people actually start, began to stay around and come there for the school of the spirit. But what we found is, you know, we taught prophecy and healing and miracles and, you know, what, all kinds of stuff that the life of the spirit brings. But we found that the the students who were raised in Christian homes had the hardest time praying for healing. Now, that just shouldn't be. I mean, sometimes a heathen gets saved and you tell them they can heal the sick. They go, yeah, you can do that. Awesome. <laughs> but the Christians had the hardest time because they had, you know, what we talked about last night, all those lies that we believe about healing and all the, the teaching that you couldn't do it. And so we... Uh, <laughs> I was going to try them on, but <laughs> no, no, you can move them. <laughs> no, that's okay. <laughs> I like the bling, you know, looked, thought it would look good. Um, <laughs> so anyway, so we taught them to change the weather because nobody had ever said changing the weather ended with the apostles. <laughs> hey, you know, you've probably seen the, you know, wildfires in California and stuff. And, and in Redding in 2018, you know, a bunch of the city burned up. And, you know, so they always talked about fire season. So our, our healing rooms teams gets together and does a prayer, uh, just a worship and intercession night. And we just start declaring things. And we declared last summer, fire isn't a season. And so this past summer, we had no fires in Redding. Which is wonderful because it's not only the destruction of the fires, but you have to breathe smoke all summer, which is horrible. And uh, and so, you know, we you know we taught our students to change the weather. We lived in a mountain ski resort where it, you know it can snow and it snowed on the Fourth of July one time. I mean, and anything can happen. The, you get four seasons in a day, and. Uh, and so there'd be weddings up in the mountains because it was, you know, beautiful. We'd have church in the mountains, church in the park, outdoor, lots of outdoor events. And the, the weather would always change. And you'd have an outdoor wedding and beautiful, beautiful sunny day. And then you'd see these black storm clouds roll over the mountains. And I'd go, hey, who wants to change the weather? You know, <laughs> the mother of the bride would go, we should move it inside. I'd go, no, 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 let's change the weather. And, you know, my students and several other party drunks and different people you know, would, would you know, declare it, call in the blue sky, command the storm clouds to leave, and we'd have a sunny wedding. And so, you know, we just saw that we can change the weather. It's really easy. And I've taught thousands of people all over the world. And, you know, a lot of times in the UK, I mean, if, I don't know if you can imagine that the UK could use a change in the weather, but, but lots of people have changed the weather for events there. And and so here we were at the beach, um, <laughs> and we're wanting a sunny day. So I said, okay, we're going to change the weather. So, 
So we began to, you know, rebuke those storm clouds. We began to call in the blue sky. And yeah, you can go to the next picture, Mo. After, so we're looking for the sun. You know, we, we finally found a little bit of light up there. We went, oh, that's the sun. We're going to call the sun in. Okay, go ahead to the next picture. And so we're standing on the seashore. Now, from the, the first picture to the very last one we're going to see is a period of 30 minutes. Okay, so here we are. We're declaring, we're speaking to those storm clouds. We're commanding them to depart. We're calling the blue sky in. And then go to the next picture. Look at that. Blue sky. Yes. <laughs> See, this is called breakthrough. Okay, and it's just like in our healing, you know, last night and, and yesterday morning when the pain just begins to go. You've got a 10 out of 10 pain and it goes down to a 9.735. And you might not be so impressed because you're thinking, I still feel pain. But we get excited because this is breakthrough. Pain is going down. See, we want to focus on what God's doing. Now, you know, you might think this is just, Silly, just changing the weather. I'm going to move this out of the way. How about that? So you can see what you can see the pictures. Now you can move this stuff. <laughs> Let's see if you can do that. Look at him. We, we call it drunctional. When you can function drunk. <laughs> hey, and this is what our healing rooms teams do. They're drunctional. You know, we come in ripping drunk and we function all day. And, and we get drunk again every now and then when we really need to. Yeah, see if I can not trip over that, huh? <laughs> so, <laughs> we could do jump rope or something here. Anyway. This isn't just about changing the weather, because this is a picture of life. In life, we have storm clouds. We have storm clouds of disappointment. We have joblessness. We have sickness, disease. And, and things can be discouraging. Yes, there are discouraging things. But when we partner with discouragement, it becomes a spirit. And so, yes, we have disappointing things, discouraging things, problematic things, but we don't want to partner with those. See, the thing about changing the weather is, how many of you know there's more blue sky behind the storm clouds and sun than there are storm clouds? Okay, this is the perfect picture for the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven is always here. It's just invisible. And the problems of life are so visible. We need to be more connected with an invisible kingdom than we are with the storm clouds of life. <laughs> Don't get me started. <laughs> okay, so my team and I were more connected with the blue sky that we couldn't see than we were with the storm clouds. See, the storm clouds are so visible, they're impressive. And this is why Paul says we don't look at the things that are seen, but the things that are unseen. And that doesn't even make sense. How can I look at the things I can't see? But he said the things that are seen are passing away. The things that are unseen are eternal. And so I'm connected with a kingdom that is presently invisible, but I'm more connected with that than I am with the situations of this world. 
I remember I, I was in England a few years ago, and we had a president that Europe didn't like. And <laughs> maybe most of them, I don't know. <laughs> and they, they said, what, how do you deal with American politics? I said, you know, I, I'm really a citizen of another kingdom. And my goal is to bring that kingdom into all the realms of this world, not to fight for this political party or that political party. Um, I mean, how many of you get tired of voting for the lesser of two evils? I mean, does, does, that's the, re, the end of my political rant. Okay, but... <laughs> but... The thing is, the storm clouds of life are so visible, and when there's pain involved, you know, they're felt. When there's poverty involved or joblessness, they're felt. But we need to realize there is an invisible kingdom that's always present. And so we can speak to the circumstances of life and command them to separate because we're more connected with the blue sky behind the storm clouds. And, so, and this is what we do with healing. When we're praying for somebody, yeah, their condition is like storm clouds and everybody sees them and they're, you know, they're overwhelming, but we're connecting with an invisible kingdom that we know. And is there sickness in that kingdom? Is there sickness and disease in heaven? You know, is Jesus worrying about the economy? <laughs> His is a kingdom of, of continual abundance. And my connection to his kingdom is where miracles happen. And so, you know, this, it, it, this is just a, you know, a, a, bless you. <laughs> so, um, you know, once we saw that blue sky, it's like, okay, we got it. That's called breakthrough. And that's why when we're doing the healing meeting, you know, we'll um, do all our healing stuff. And then I'll ask, you know, who's experiencing breakthrough? Who's experiencing diminishing of symptoms? And all these people wave their hands. And it gets our attention. We go, oh, we've got breakthrough. We've got a patch of blue sky in the midst of the storm of sickness. And we're... And, and if we weren't connected with it before, we're connected with it now. Now, I want to live my life more aware of the invisible heaven that's all around me and within me than I am of the storm clouds. And that's, a, you know, that's our challenge and that's our goal. But when we're overwhelmed by the storm clouds, that's when we need our brothers and sisters to come alongside and go, okay, wait, let's just, let's just call for the blue sky. Let's bring in the blue sky. Okay, so a few minutes later, uh, go ahead, Mo, to the next picture. Um, I don't know if you can see that, but it's getting bigger. It's getting, the problem that day was that it, it kept moving north and we had to run down the beach, you know, go more, more, more. But, you know, it's good exercise. And it's a beautiful beach. Okay, so, you know, we're, we're seeing more. Okay, the next slide. Wow, look at that. The weather report said lightning storms, thunder showers all day long. And, and see, we'd been at these five different church, church groups, these meetings we'd had, and everybody knew we were going to the beach on Monday. And when everybody, all of our friends woke up and saw the storm clouds, they went, I wonder if they're going to do that thing they do. <laughs> and so all our friends are watching the weather to see if it would change. <laughs> I mean, they could have been praying with us, but they were watching. Okay, so it's getting bigger. It's getting bigger. We're declaring... Uh, okay, go ahead to the next picture. 
whoa, look at that. I mean, this is like 20 minutes after we started. Okay, the next picture. Oh! <laughs> We're in the sunshine. Okay, next one. Go ahead to the next picture. You know, look, it, it's filling the whole... Okay, and then the last one, I think it is. Um, we went out on the pier to take a picture, and all the storm clouds are moving up to the mountains, and we had a blue sky day at the beach all day long. <laughs> Woo! Now, you know, again, this isn't all about changing the weather, although it is. You can do that. Say, I can change the weather. <laughs> so I went... I. We did this in, it was in Australia, because um, I've done this all over the world, but we, we changed the weather at a beach in um, on Tasmania one time and had a blue sky day all day at the beach. And then we went to this house meeting. It was, it was a full house of people. They had a big dinner, and then we had a healing meeting that night. And we were telling the story about the blue sky at the beach that we'd had all day. And this Christian brother said, well, don't you think it's a little presumptuous? to think that God would change the weather just for you? I went, excuse me, I don't understand your question. <laughs> I'm the son that he loves. See, see, we need to know who we are in him and who he is to us. I'm not this distant person that is trying to please God. I'm... I'm in Christ, standing in the Jordan River. The heavens are ripped wide open. And he goes, this is my beloved son, the one I love, the one I take pleasure in. It's me. Me in Christ and Christ in me. And it's not presumption. Presumption, you know, would set it, you know, like God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. Presumption sets itself against God. But humility said, I'm, I'm going to try out. I'm going to take your promises out for a test drive. Because I know I can't do it, but I'm, I'm coming under the authority of what you say is possible. And you say the kingdom of heaven is all around and it's within. You say you've opened the heavens for us. You say those who receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness shall reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. You see, it's an issue of, of authority. Jesus he praised the centurion when the centurion said, hey, would you come to my house, you know, to heal this guy? And um, Jesus said, okay. And, and then he goes, well, wait. I'm a man under authority, and I know how it works. Just speak the word. You don't have to come to my house. And Jesus goes, that's faith. Um, I, I think it was last year, um, my wife and I, we go on this little retreat where we just spend time and I, I, we get in the Word and dig in the Word. And, and people were talking about surrender. They were talking lots about surrender. And I thought, oh, I want to look up surrender. Whenever I want to know something in the Word, I, I do Word studies. I look up every scripture it's in. And I just, I just want to know the pattern of God's heart for things. And it was very curious because do you know that the, the word surrender is never used in the New Testament? I was surprised. It's only used like once or twice in the Old Testament. So I thought, that's weird. So what do the Hebrew and the Greek words for surrender mean? And actually they mean a, um, a forceful takeover by an opposing force. And I went, oh, that's not what you do, Jesus. Yours isn't a forceful takeover. 
It's a love conquest. And, and I don't know, we can still talk about surrender, and it's okay because our English word means some more things, but, but what I wanted to know is what is it that you tell us to do? And there's this other word that's used all through the New Testament, and it's a word that's gotten a bad rap. It's the word submit. And we think, oh, oh submit, submit. Wives, submit to your husbands. <laughs> or else. <laughs> See how that works out for you, husbands. <laughs> no, so what the word submit means, it means to come under a greater authority and receive that authority. And so, yes, I want to stand under the authority of Jesus, who has, oh, how much authority in heaven and on earth? <laughs> I want to come under the great authority, greater authority, and that authority now flow, flows through my life. And this is that humility of being under authority and submission, and that's why we can speak to the storm clouds. That he created everything, actually, you know. And we can call forth the, whoo, look at that. <laughs> We can call forth the blue sky that we can't see and call it in. We can call forth heaven, which we know and are more connected with than we know. We have a connection. We have access to heaven. And if we're distracted, you know, Pastor was talking about focus and distraction. If we're distracted by the ladder or the storm clouds or, you know, anything in life, they're so distracting. But we got to realize, wait, you know, the... My, my home's heaven. My citizenship's heaven. My healing is heaven. Everything about it is heaven. And Jesus opened it for me. And I'm calling on that stuff. And so we're standing in front of somebody with sickness, and you know, we look into heaven and we go, okay, we're just going to call that in. We're going to command this pain, this sickness, this disease, this condition to leave, but we're going to call heaven in. Now, the biggest problem for us is if we have an agenda. Now, I, for sure, I want the cancer gone to be an agenda. But when, when the agenda becomes the first thing, we can miss heaven. Because that, then I'm just wanting to use heaven for my purpose. But my goal is I want heaven to come and everything it brings. And it might not look like I'm thinking. It might look better. Usually it does. <laughs> but, um, you know, if, if like, I, need, I, I lose my job and I need a job, and so I'm praying, I need the job, I need this job, I need this job, and, you know, we're trying to tell heaven what to do. We're distracted by job instead of, oh, wow, this, the, this loss of a job brings anxiety, fear, distress, discomfort, you know, poverty, you know, all these things that are the storm clouds coming at me. Oh, wait, I'm not going to be ruled and reacting to the storm clouds. I'm going to look into heaven. God, in heaven, I have everything I need for life and godliness through the knowledge of you. I'm calling on heaven. Heaven comes, storm clouds dis dissipate, and then, you know, the blue sky begins to come, and then the whole blue sky begins to come. And then it, it basically it's, okay, God, go ahead and blow my mind it. How you do this thing that you do. Do you see the difference? I mean, 
you know, when, when we have this agenda, we try to make God do a thing. When coming from heaven is everything that we need. And healing comes. And it sometimes doesn't look like the way we want it to look if we're, because we're writing the story. We've got to stop writing the story. We've got to step into his story. Does that make sense? You know, it's so easy to be distracted. But his story is better. And bless you. And there's, um, I mean, it, it's so much fun to do what he's doing. Um, we, we had a little bit of laughter happening. I mean, <laughs> in his presence is fullness of joy. Okay, that's what he says. So, you know, I mean, I've gotten happy before in his presence. But, but I've said to him, God, what, what does fullness of joy look like? Yes, just take me on a journey into fullness of joy. And so my life now is this journey continually into more and more and more overwhelming joy, which sometimes, you know, leaves me on the floor, um, you know, kicking and screaming and laughing. And, you know, I, I've offended myself when I've been drunk in the Holy Spirit. <laughs> but sometimes I'm very drunctional. No, but it's not about what the manifestation looks like. It's about what the encounter with his love looks like. You know, we were singing, um, you were singing, your goodness is running after me. Um, I, I was doing a, a Bible study with a bunch of men in, in Harlem in New York City, which is, you know, kind of a ghetto area and um, pretty intense area. Uh, and, and these are guys who've been saved out of gangs and, you know, drugs and addiction and all kinds of stuff. And they're, they're tough New York City guys. And so we're reading that in Psalms, you know, uh, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And this one guy goes, oh, man, I know what that's like. I've been followed. That means I'm going to get mugged by goodness and mercy. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Mug me with goodness and mercy. <laughs> how, how heaven erupts into this realm when we, when we command the distractions to part and call it in, we don't know. But sometimes we do, because the Holy Spirit gives us access to the mind of Christ. It says, I hasn't seen, ear hasn't heard, hasn't entered into the heart of man what God has prepared for those who love him. Do you love him? Yes. Okay, but it says he reveals it by his spirit. And so sometimes the spirit shows us what's happening, and sometimes we're along for the journey. And he, he starts unfolding things little by little and takes us on an adventure. But it's the adventure. You know, it's the journey and it's the company in the journey. It's who we get to travel with and, and, and what happens along the road. It's not, I have to have, I've got to have this healing. Yes, you do, but let's go on a journey together and watch how God does it because there's richness in that and encounter and love and relationship in that. And he's more interested in a relationship with you than just, you know, he, I really like 
all Bob Dylan songs. Anybody like Bob Dylan? <laughs> he has this one song about God, and he says, you think he's just an errand boy to satisfy your wandering desires. <laughs> uh, yeah, so much truth in that. Hey, I want to have encounters in your love and see all the benefits. I don't want to, I'm not going to forget your benefits. <laughs> I'm going to bless you, oh my soul. I'm not going to forget your benefits. But I don't dictate how God does stuff. We, you know, I love the angelic. I mean, there's angelic in this room. There was angelic um, attendance last night helping people get healed. But we don't command angels. God commands angels. But he commands them to do his bidding. And, and it's like the angels are listening. They're, you know, they're here in the room. How do I know they're here in the room? I mean, some people see them. But they're here because he says they're here. They say, he says they're messengers sent to help the heirs of salvation. So who's an heir of salvation? Yes? Okay, who needs help? <laughs> so they're here. It says they hasten to do his bidding. They, they stand before the face of God. They listen to what he's saying. But they're listening to hear people say the things God's saying. And so if, if I'm saying, I never get healed, you know, the angels go, whoa, what was that static? I, that didn't make any sense. I couldn't understand that because it's not truth. It's not what God's saying. But when I, when I go, oh, God, you're my healer, the angels go, oh, I've got a package of healing for this guy. And, he, and I hear him speaking what God says, so I hasten to do God's bidding that just came out of his mouth. See, and so this is how we interact and, and partner with the angelic is by hearing what God's saying and agree with what he's saying is true, not with circumstance and situation, because the angelic, that doesn't make sense to them. They just know that's defeated. And they're just waiting for somebody. They're listening. Waiting to hear people say the things God says, and they rush in with whatever God sent them to do. And so we want to partner with the angelic, amen? And so I just say to the angelic host in this room, thank you for your presence. Thank you for what you brought. And we just say yes to everything that you brought from heaven. You know, um, because we're such control freaks up here, we want what we want to happen and we want God to do it. It just doesn't work that way. But sometimes by revelation, we see what he's doing and we step into it. I remember um, stories are coming. I'm just remembering stories. You, you want to hear some crazy miracle stories? <laughs> Who could ever imagine needing money for some ministry or some things they want? Really, it's in their heart for them to do. Okay. So um, we, we do this... Um, missions trips. We, we did them for 20 years. We kind of retired from that realm. But um, we, we led a team of, you know, got up to 150 people and we had, you know, we had two Suburbans pulling trailers full of equipment and, you know, a fleet of people that went across the United States and, and did these outreaches. And so we're coming home from one of those after about two weeks. And I'm, I'm 
looking at the size of the United States and how much money we had and trying to figure out if we could all make it back home to Colorado was where we lived at the time. And I had an envelope of money in my pocket. I'm driving a Suburban and I take the envelope out and I give it to a young man on the seat next to me and I say, hey, count this. We need about $1,000 to get back. So he pulls out the envelope and he, he's going through and there are eight $100 bills. He counts them. He says, there are eight. I went, no, 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 no. We need 10. Count them again. So he counts them again. He says, there are eight. I go, no, 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 no. We need 10. Count them again. <laughs> he counts them four times. He says, there are eight. I went, no, no, no. We need to look into the abundance of heaven. Now, I don't even know how to do that. We're looking through the windscreen and you're looking down the highways. <laughs> but it's a, it's a state of mind. It's a state of spirit. So we look into the abundance of heaven, driving. I said, now count them. And he counted them the fifth time, and there were $1,000 bills. How does God do that? I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> it's called a miracle. I went on a ministry trip, and the pastor, you know, gave me a, a, an honorarium check, and he said, I know it's not very much, but um, if it's not enough, count it again. <laughs> I, I told him that story. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know, because in the abundance of heaven, there is no limit to God supporting us and doing what he calls us to do. There's no limit to healing. We just want to, you know, Go on the journey and see how he's going to do it. We were in New York City and uh, we were doing a healing meeting, and it was really cool. It was in one, in one of those New York City cathedrals. I could tell a couple of funny stories about that. Maybe I will. Would you like to hear something? <laughs> so it was Fashion Week, and there's this group called Models for Christ. And so here are these beautiful fashion models that have gotten saved. And, and so we're doing this healing meeting, and somebody invited the models for Christ to come. And, I mean, you could tell them. There's all of us, and then there are these, you know, tall, distinguished, gorgeous-looking women all done up. <laughs> That's who they are. And so, um, and, and it's a cathedral. It's just stained glass windows and pews, and, and miracles happen. A guy, a guy got healed instantly of lupus, of years of lupus, and I've seen him since. He has no symptoms anymore, no more pain. Beautiful. Um, and so, um, at the end, I said, well, why don't we just do a fire tunnel? And so we did it right down the main aisle of the, uh, you know, this cathedral. And so people are, you know, the band's playing and people are coming down the aisle and they're getting whacked as they go and people are falling out and stuff's happening. And I remember this, <laughs> there were two different models. One of them came through and she just, she said, I do not want to be on that dirty floor. <laughs> Guess where she ended up? Ha! <laughs> But she said, that changed my life when I hit that dirty floor. Another one, another woman came along. She's seeing all the bedlam and the crazy and people laughing and stuff like that. And, and so, you know, I take her by the hand. She comes up and she's coming through the fire tunnel and she looks at me and she goes, I don't believe in this stuff. So I just held on to her hand. I didn't let go. 
<laughs> I can do awkward for a really long time. <laughs> She's looking at me, trying to pull her hand out. I'm just looking at her, didn't say a word, just holding her hand, holding her hand, holding her hand. All of a sudden, she starts to shake. <laughs> Bam, she hit the floor. <laughs> she believes in it. <laughs> so anyway, it was on that trip to New York. Um, the pastor who had us there, um, got a call from somebody say, saying, uh, this woman is in the hospital. She has four-stage cancer. She's been given a short time, you know, to live. They said, she's got pancreas, I, I don't know, lung. I, it was some cancer that had just gone all through her body. It metastasized. It was everywhere. But they said she's now been told that she has a brain cancer brain tumor as well. And so this woman is just freaked out. And so they said, hey, would your team mind going to the hospital and praying for her? You know, we all just went, yeah, let's go. Now, this is New York City. I'm from a tiny village in the mountains of Colorado. <laughs> we take an Uber to this. There are five of us. We take an Uber to this hospital. And the hospital is... Um, I mean, it's bigger than the town of Telluride that I came from. It's like, you know, city blocks. It's huge. It's tall. It's like, it goes on forever. And we don't know how to get in. And so we're at, kind of on one side of the building, and somebody comes out the door, and so we just run in the door because, you know, the doors are all locked. When we run in, we find that we actually snuck in because we see down the hall there's another main lobby and they, they've got security and they beep you and you take all your stuff out of your pockets and they and, and, and we got in without without doing that and you know there's a guard down there and he's looking around and so we we just run and hide <laughs> as you do I don't know <laughs> I don't know maybe the past just came up in me <laughs> And so we quickly duck into the stairwell, and we have no idea where we're going. So we're getting drunk in the Holy Spirit in this giant New York City hospital. And we're trying to find rooms and floors, and we're going down. We're just laughing hysterically. We're making, I know this is ridiculous. You can't believe that I would do this. But we're making glory bombs and rolling them into rooms as we go by, <laughs> just figuring, okay, somebody's going to break out in joy in that room. We finally find the floor, and we're trying to gain a little composure because we're at the nurse's station. And, you know, <laughs> and, and so we asked the nurse, and she goes, uh, she goes, oh, that lady is right across the hall in that room, but you can't go in right now. The doctor's in with her. But I need to warn you, she is in so much pain. The situation, I mean, she had cancer riddled through her body, and she actually, if she even moved, she would scream in pain. She says, they, the nurses said, she screams all day long. She's got a neck brace on. If she moves her head, she screams out in pain. Her whole body is racked with pain. And you just need to know that and be careful when you go in there. You know, and we're all like, <laughs> careful is exactly what we had in mind. <laughs> And so we're waiting for the doctor to get out, but we can't, I, I can't stand still a lot of times. And so I'm just, I, I, I just go down the hall and I'm you know, throwing glory bombs in rooms and looking for a bathroom. And I, I find a, a, a bathroom in the hallway and I go in and I go, okay, somebody's going to come in this bathroom and they're going to get blasted. <laughs> you know, I just fill the whole room with the joy of the Lord. <laughs> just, you know, so I'm just playing around with the stuff of heaven because I'm in heaven 
but I'm in a physical hospital that isn't very happy. <laughs> and so, you know, I come out and the doctor leaves and they say, you can go in now. So we go in and, and there are five of us and we get around the bed and, 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 you know, we're trying to stifle laughter. It's just rising up again. And, you know, the woman's in pain and everything and we understand her situation. And I say, you know what? I just feel like God wants to release the joy of heaven over you. Um, would it be okay if we just laughed over you? She goes, yes, I could use some joy. You know, she's just trying to not budge because of the pain. And we start laughing. And the more we start laughing, she starts laughing. And she's bouncing, laughing. Her head's bouncing up. The pain's leaving her body as she laughs, completely leaving. Pink skin color came into her skin. She's filled with joy. We're laughing hysterically. The nurses come running in going, what is going on in here? And they look at her, you know, going, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> They're going, all we ever hear is screams out of here. So why is she laughing? And so we just whack the nurses, <laughs> as you do. <laughs> so the lady, you know, she starts telling us her story, but she's filled with joy now. She can breathe. She can move. There's no pain in her body. Um, she's, she's full of life. And she said, I, I'm, they're taking me up this evening for CAT scans because they think I have a, a cancerous tumor on my brain. And so we said, okay, we're canceling that. And she said, they want to put me directly, this is Sunday, I think, afternoon. They want to put me in hospice because it's the end, but I want to go home. They won't let me go home. Um, she had an apartment in New York City. And so we prayed, okay, no cancerous brain tumor, no cancer, home. And, you know, so we just prayed, and we just laughed and prayed and laughed and laughed and prayed. And so when we left, she was feeling happy. The nurses were happy. <laughs> happy hospital. <laughs> happy bodies heal quicker. I just want you to know. So getting, you know, when you're praying for somebody, getting them happy, getting them drunk in the Holy Spirit, it's like marinating them in heaven. They're going to heal quicker. So... We left. So she texted the next morning and said they found no tumor on her brain. No, but, but she still wants to go home, and they're wanting to put her in hospice. They say, you know, it, it's got to be the end. So we get a text on Wednesday saying they're letting me go home on Friday. Phew! I mean, really, the, the majority of all we did was laugh. But in his presence is fullness of joy. And we brought the blue sky through the storm clouds of her life and brought heaven into her room and just laughed it in. And, and God healed her. Um, yeah. And so I just want us to, to realize, uh, yeah, it's about time for a little break. Um, I just want us to realize that you know, we're going to go into the healing rooms. I'm going to share in the next session some, some ways that we can release what we know we have access to in this heaven that's everywhere. Because we have access to it by grace. But there, there are some ways that we can release that into circumstances and situations. And I want to cover some of those. So, we doing okay? Shoo. Yeah. Well, let's take a little break. You guys are awesome. Bless you.